Cameron. Oh. Hello? I, uh, I, I, I play so many fretted instruments all the time, stringed instruments, that um, my fingers just sometimes won't interact with touch screens. <laughs> the calluses are too big? That's right. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, I know. The, yeah, when you wake up in the morning, uh, sometimes your calluses are just, like, so swollen and tumescent. And then you take a pee and they, they go down a little bit. <laughs> Gross. Well, you brought it up, so... <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt drinking a beer. Glug, glug. And I'm Cameron Dewitt, and I'm... Uh very jittery on coffee ah great oh that's cool Already you know indulged <laughs> i uh, when i opened that beer it sprayed beer all over my computer screen isn't that oh, cool? cool cool great <laughs> so, and the episode's over so great yep so i'm um, just, just fixing pour rice all over it isn't that what you're supposed to do oh yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna unplug my computer and just stick it in a big old bag of rice no just pour the rice on it oh yeah that's bad that's 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 galaxy brain right there yeah <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, so today this we're... This is the, hmm? the penultimate... Yes. Um, ...episode of season 10, wherein mm-hmm. we review the albums, the studio albums of Bob Marley and the Wailers in order. Mm-hmm. This one's Survival, originally titled Black Survival. Yes. Uh, and Wikipedia says the name was shortened to prevent misinterpretations of the album's theme, which I think actually has the opposite effect. I think so too. Why? I mean, the album's clearly about black survival. Yes. Very yes, specifically. It it's a yes. very cohesive album. It is. I actually like it. There's no quite a songs bit. about weed or love. Nope. And I guess he got a well, lot of criticism. We said this last time. Uh, he got a lot of cris- criticism for Kaya because it was about weed and love so much and not very political, or at least explicitly so. Uh, and I guess, like, this is him, like, overcorrecting. I mean, not overcorrecting, because I think it's great. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. There is, like, one sort of party song, maybe two kind of party songs, um, but nothing that's specifically about sex or weed. songs. Yeah, in a row. I, I was thinking One Drop and Ride Natty Ride could be sort of party songs. I mean, we'll get to them, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, it, it's definitely all... It all kind of comes back to the political significance um, of Rastafari culture. And yeah, Cameron, Reagan's. that's why they call it a political party. Ha-ha! Nailed it! Woo! I'm dabbing over here. You you can't hear it, but I'm deaf. I'm like, well, there's a microphone right in front of my mouth, so it's it's uh, here. I'm just gonna whack the microphone because I'm gonna dab so fucking hard. That was a full body dab. Uh, I'm I'm flossing. <laughs> That's actually good for you, Cameron. I can never figure out how to how to do that. I think I can do it. I think uh, you know what I'm doing. I'm definitely doing it right. <laughs> oh, great! It's good to know. <laughs> See, I know how to moonwalk, but I cannot figure out the like physical movements and the order of of the floss thing. That my I'm dentist just gonna hates have to it. Look. <laughs> floss, get flossing it, while. Uh, uh, okay, so I was looking up flossing while moonwalking because um, I want to see if that exists, but then it autocorrected to flossing while pregnant. <laughs> I just you can't get my dang arms over my dang belly. <laughs> oh, man. This poor baby has fetal flossing syndrome. <laughs> All right, I'm watching a video of uh, moonwalk and, f- and floss dance right now. Let's see if they do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> There's. Uh, this is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> these kids are so dumb. <laughs> They're so fun. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is nothing, but I'm going to link it. Nice. You can find that in our learning links section in the show notes. Learning links. Hell yeah. Excuse me. Learn, learn in links. Oh yeah. Get it right. Learn. Do you uh, have any, uh, general thoughts about this album? Uh, this is, this is after he moved, didn't he move back from, uh, London? Oh yeah, he did at some point. I think he, he put himself in like, uh, self-imposed exile. Exodus. Yeah. After his, uh, assassination attempt. Mm -hmm. But then I think he, I think he moved back. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's see. This album's, I guess, really specifically about... Uh, it's about Africa instead of just about Jamaica. Right. Um, there's a song uh, that kind of called Zimbabwe, which was used as sort of the anthem towards the end of the civil war in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one called Africa Unite. Um, yeah, there's ju- a, a fair amount of just sort of pan-Africanism or an African, uh, including the African diaspora. So yeah. Diaspora, excuse and, me. And the cover has a shitload of African flags on it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... That helps with the meaning. Just that it says survival, right? And it has uh, African flags yeah. on it. So I, I found an answer on Wikipedia about uh, his his location. It says at the end of 1976, he went into self-imposed exile in England for two years. So that means he'd be back at the end of 78. And this album was released in 79. So I think this is about the go. time that he's sort of coming back to Jamaica. Um, right. It's also the first album in which I don't think there are any big singles. I mean, the first album in a while, that is, rather. Um, right, no Three Little Birds, no One yeah. Love. I didn't recognize any of these songs. I didn't know any of them uh, going into it. Um, but I liked, I think I, did I like them all? They're, yeah, they're, I mean, it's a good album. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fun instrumentation. There's a lot of, like, electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. Some some just straight up, like, spacey synth music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, you know Bob what? Bob Marley does Tron. <laughs> master control or whatever it's called um you know what i realized cameron we never addressed when Haile selassie was murdered oh uh, he was displaced in a coup and killed in 1975 hmm. um so that is around the time of uh rastaman vibration i guess would be the first one released after that happened um so that was one two th- three albums ago um and i don't recall him really like directly addressing it or like hearing much of like much like angst or sorrow or grief like in bob marley's music you know yeah yeah i wonder how much Haile selassie meant to him specifically well i think he meant a lot because um here we go he once gave the following this is reading from wikipedia he once gave the following response which was typical to a question put to him during a recorded interview interviewer can you tell the people what it means to be a Rastafarian? Marley, quote, I would say to the people, be still and know that his imperial majesty, Emperor Haile Selassie of Ethiopia, is the almighty. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I kind of wonder if... if that, that's uh, sort of a, a, a paraphrase of be still and know that I am God, which I believe is a, a Bible. A Bible. A, a bibliotheque. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. A library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. la bibliothèque. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's like any tradition in Rastafarianism of uh, like Haile Selassie's immortality or transcendence or ascendance into heaven or like coming back, sort of like you know Jesus or whatever. I wonder if there's any any of that going on. I, I do know that there were some people who denied that he actually died and said he just went into hiding, um, right? Which is does not seem to be the case. Um, <laughs> there was a body discovered in the royal imperial palace, right? Yeah, it's funny how um, how religions want to, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like so many things would be like just as meaningful, if not more, if they like uh, weren't uh, miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. That, that kind of thing's funny. Um, like the virgin birth, for instance, the virgin birth, for instance. It's just like, isn't this a better story if uh, if Mary was just like an unwed mother? Yep. Um, <laughs> who did fuck? <laughs> isn't that a better story? <laughs> oh man, that Virgin Mary, she fucks. <laughs> and I guess that is like technically like how the how it translates um, in like that she was a maiden as in instead of a virgin. Like that's how some translations. Ha- like the meaning is like kind of up for debate whether they meant like had never had intercourse or was just unmarried. So, oh, I see. Um, but like the way that like people spin these like myths, you know, like it's like, why can't you just say that Haile Selassie died? Uh, I don't know. Yep. It's none of my business, but th- I mean that more as like a general <laughs> sort of question about like religious thinking. Um, like what is the purpose of that? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I do know that a lot of people seem pretty attached to various doctrinal things like the virgin birth and uh, feel that it's 
sort of foundational, and if that gets taken away, a lot of stuff crumbles down with it. Um, but I guess you're you're making the case that you know you can have the stuff that's built that well. It doesn't have to be built on that. Like you can have the rest of the stuff without uh, sort of making this specific supernatural thing be the uh, foundation. Right. Like for instance, here, here's just one more and then we can move on to uh-huh. like doing songs, but like there's one interpretation, you know, like the loaves and fishes story. Yeah. Jesus. So there's one interpretation of the story that says that that is essentially a stone soup story that Jesus is saying like, or I guess his disciples are like, there's all of these people and they're going to need to be fed. What are we going to do? They're all here to see you. And he's like, and he, he, I, he has a certain amount of resources and he said, he implies that the resources will be enough. And then it turns out that they were. And I think, uh, one interpretation of the story is, is not that like the loaves and fishes like magically multiplied, but they like multiply because people were getting together and some people started sharing food and then people naturally will start doing it. And, uh, the key part of it is like, if they break into like groups of 10 and eat together, then they're going to start looking to each other instead of to me for a miracle. <laughs> that is a better story. <laughs> it's a better s- fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a and never like, ending it's story. Still, it's still like a cool story about like, you know, the character of Jesus. I feel like he's still like a hero in that moment. Cause he's saying, look to each other and like be, uh, have community instead of look towards like, uh, um, you know, a metaphysical miraculous <laughs> Right. You know, like, but he's still like, he's still leading people, you yeah. know, and being inspiring. And it's, there's still good stuff there that you could celebrate that character for, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All anyway. Right. Well, that so has been Cameron's Selassie uh, is in, theology is in hiding. Yeah. He's not in hiding. He, he is in dying. <laughs> oh no. I mean, yeah, there are some people who believe he's in hiding, but that also happened in 1975. So if he's still in hiding somewhere, sort of like Elvis, he old, he is old as shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, they he was he was murdered in a pretty rough way too. I think he was like dumped in a latrine or something like that. It was it was bad. Oh no. Yeah, it was not good. Who who done it? Um it was whoever was behind the coup. I was I was reading the article once like several weeks ago and it was whoever was behind like the Ethiopian coup that overtook the uh the um like imperial royal family that had you know basically ruled in Ethiopia since the 1200s. Wow. Yeah, it was and this is like this is Ethiopia, which was I think it was the only country in Africa that was never colonized or something like that. Right. Or maybe no, they were conquered by the Italians at some point, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. There's there's something which there, I though. which I think is why there's spaghetti at every like Ethiopian restaurant that I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I'm serious. That's not really? a joke. <laughs> I've never noticed that at any Ethiopian restaurant. I've, I mean, I always like look at the whole menu. And I'm like, they got spaghetti here. I'm not going to get it, but I want to know. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I forget where I was going with that. But yeah, there was there was a big. You were coup. talking about Ethiopian spaghetti. Yeah. 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 That's it. There was a coup that took down the uh, the imperial dynasty and uh, took it to a pretty pretty uh, rough end. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, you know, they talk about Haile Selassie like he's a pretty cool dude, but he was a king, and kings are typically pretty shitty. Emperor, I'm, I'm actually, technically. Emperor, yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, like, how things, I mean, I know things kind of haven't been great there lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but were things better before? I don't know. Let's see. Just from the first intro on Wikipedia, he has been criticized by some historians for his suppression of rebellions among the landed aristocracy who consistently opposed his reforms. And (laughs) conversely, some critics have also criticized Ethiopia's failure to modernize rapidly enough. Uh, That's sort of in the plus column. Uh, Here's for the minus column. During his rule, the Harari people were persecuted and many left the Harari region. His regime was also criticized by human rights groups as autocratic and illiberal, such as Human Rights Watch, which, you know, an emperor, autocratic and illiberal. That sounds about right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it was the famine in Ethiopia that sort of sparked the coup that uh, led to his his, uh, deposition. Um... (laughs) Anyway, we're getting into a bunch of history we know less than jack shit about. This has been the African History Podcast. (laughs) 
hosted by your two experts two two pale assholes two pale assholes who uh, vaguely recall something they read on wikipedia months ago yeah (laughs) in other words you're experts uh do you have any more stuff or do you just want to get into the songs let's get into the songs inside them into them number one is called so much trouble in the world It's annoying that on rapgenius.com, the tracks are so out of order. It's crazy. Yes. It's very bad. So We're talking about the issues, but we're keeping it funky. <laughs> he really is. He really is. <laughs> yeah. So much he, trouble. Yeah, I got to give it to him. He is doing both. Yeah. He is actually funky. I mean, in the past, we have used that as a joke to uh, make fun of artists. And generally, the, indica- the, uh, the implication is that they are not being <laughs> extraordinarily funky. But it is yeah. pretty damn funky. He's not very specific about issues i mean there's one no. kind of specific in here he he kind of do you remember when we referenced whitey on the moon the gil scott heron uh spoken word piece mm-hmm. a long time ago the basically, revolution will not be televised yeah basically it is it's like a little uh tongue-in-cheek uh but also pretty like tragic uh spoken word piece about how uh white people are on the moon and everyone's stoked but like black people are like i think he gives the specific of like his sister got bit by a rat that and got and the wound was infected um so he's just like this is what we're dealing with but no it's cool that you're on the moon and just every line is a juxtaposition with some shitty thing that's in his life or in the in the lives of people in his community that are black, and then oh, but Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> um, so there's a there's a verse that kind of deals with that. If you want to play sound sample, oh yes, let me pull that up. Uh, so, oh boy, the the song title is so long that it has cut off the rest of your notes. So let me reorganize these real quick. This is riveting listening. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go ahead and cut this out if you want. Or well, if you stayed silent, it would just uh, automatically cut out. But uh, That's true. no, this is cool too. Here we go. Reminiscent of thanks. Quit. Make more work for me. You're welcome. I love doing that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so much trouble in the world. Here is that sound sample. That sounds cool. Blast off That's a cool, like, call and response between him and the... I guess that's a synth. Boop, 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 boop. That sounds so cool. Yeah. There are a lot of sounds in this album that kind of just reminded me of the last Justin Bieber album that came out uh, a few years ago. Yeah, this fucking like Bob Marley with- hack is just ripping off Justin Bieber left and right. <laughs> He's just ripping off 2016 <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah, come on, uh, Bobby. Uh yeah, if anything, obviously it's the other way around. But like, it has those like really like kind of dancey um, electronic sounds that are like uh, very. Yeah, they don't sound like uh, sounds that were recorded in a, in a room. They sound synthetic, and they're cool, especially in in the mix with all of the very organic sounds. Like to me, like the like the electric guitar and and the drums. You know. Yeah, I so. wonder if this is around the time that like dance hall starts becoming popular in Jamaica or something. Like, I wonder if there's any like if he's becoming sort of a transitional step into. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess it started in the late 1970s, according to Wikipedia. There you go. Yeah. But in that in that verse, the lyrics, if you couldn't make them out, were uh, anything can happen. You see men sailing on their ego trip. Blast off on their spaceship, million miles from reality, no care for you, no care for me. Yep. So, so um, I mean, it's not like it didn't it didn't happen right after the moon landing, you know, but this is like, I guess, what, 10 years into like the space right. uh, to, to, to NASA doing their thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think it's still, still relevant. 
Mm-hmm. Space Force. So, Remember oh Space my, Force? Oh <laughs> I have, I've heard he's still pushing for that. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely where we need to be putting our energy and time and attention and money right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, no, I think we should... Uh, <laughs> I think we should put Trump on the moon. I think we should do it. <laughs> I'd support that. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as it's a one-way ticket. Okay. So, bless my eyes this morning. Jaw sun is on the rise once again. The way earthly things are going, anything can happen. And then there's the... Say what? Say what? Space. Anything can happen. So much trouble in the world. All you got to do, give a little, give a little. One more time, yeah. Give a little, yeah. Give a little. Give a little, give a little. Want to hear another synth solo? Oh, I do want to do that. It says strange synth solo in your uh, sound file, which is is a tongue twister. I want, Cameron, I want you to say strange synth solo uh, 10 times fast. S- strange synth solo. Oh, fuck. That is hard. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, strange let's go. synth solo. <laughs> it's very sparse. The envelope's really, uh, yeah. really short. Boop. It also lands on a lot of extensions. Like those aren't all chord tones of like the of the triad that they're playing. It's all like sevenths and ninths and stuff. Hmm. Which is kind of uh, kind of the case for the rest of the song too. Like all the background vocals and so much trouble in the world. Like the chorus. Will you play that again? Like the chorus and just like listen to the extensions that the the background vocalists are singing. Yeah, so for those who aren't uh, who aren't thousands of dollars in debt for uh, uh, music theory <laughs> degrees, <laughs> um, uh, a chord extension. So your typical chord has three notes. It has like the the root or the first. Like if the if the chord is, for instance, a G chord, it'll typically have a G in it. So that's called the root. And then it'll have two notes up which is the third, and then it'll have two notes up from that, which is the fifth. Um, But then you can have chord extensions, like a seventh, which is two more notes up, or a ninth, which is two more notes up from that, um, or an 11 or a sharp 11. Um, So basically you keep um, stacking up in thirds on top of the root. That's the most conventional way to build a richer chord. And uh, when you do that, you are creating dissonance but it's typically dissonance that's spread out. So it has this sort of warm feeling and not necessarily a very crunchy feeling because the notes are dissonant but far apart as opposed to if two notes are together. Oh, I have my banjo right here. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay, uh, I haven't got the ban- the old banjo out in a while. So um, here's a G. If uh, I think I'm in the key of G, yeah. So here's a G and an A. If I play them together... That's pretty dissonant. Mm-hmm. Also, my banjo is a little bit out of tune. Um, but then if I play a G and then an A that's an octave higher, it's still dissonant, but it's a little sweeter sounding. Mm-hmm. See, it's still a G and an A. That's pretty crunchy. This is just sort of warm. And then especially if you put a chord uh, in the middle. So... Uh, then it just gives the so this would be a normal triad root third fifth and then you could have the octave or here's the ninth mm. just gives it a sort of pleasant little buzz to it and that's uh, what all the background vocalists are doing and that's what the synth is doing when it's playing its melodies it's landing on the notes that aren't part of the normal triad of the chord uh, and I feel like in general um, the that's not the kind of the tonality that we get um, in a in a Bob Marley song, um, especially notes that don't resolve, notes that just land on those dissonant notes that are mm-hmm. like uh, quote unquote jazzy, which is a word that I kind of hate. Uh, a couple couple more music theory things. Uh, there's another sound sample that I took. Um, it's uh, the bridge of the song hangs on an F7 chord, uh, which is not. <laughs> 
notable, except for the fact that the song is in the key of A minor. Um, so here's an A minor chord. So I, I think it's something like, so much trouble in the world, D minor. And then I think it's like an E minor. Maybe it's E, no, I think it's an E minor. Um, but then in the bridge, it goes to this chord, F7. Um, which is not a chord that is typically used in the key of A minor, uh, especially because it has this E flat on top, which is really dissonant. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so listen for that. Listen for the transition into the bridge and how sort of like odd it sounds when they go there. I think it's pretty effective. Mm. Here comes. Yeah, I especially like that little line in the guitar. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the bridge, it goes... Uh, okay, so that F7 chord is, um, for those of you who are keeping track, it is a flat major... Uh, it's a flat six chord with a dominant seven. Um, so that's like a not... That's only really precedented if you go down and then resolve. Um, but this, instead of going down to an E7, it goes up to a G dominant 7, as if it were going to resolve to the C major, but then it, you know, of course, it resolves back to A minor, which is a, a weird resolution. Hmm. So, uh, listen for that. Do you want me to play it again? There's wait, the second, okay, another different. sound sample. Okay, I missed that. Switch over. Here we go. So Here's the new chord. Ah, yeah. Yeah, some unconventional choices, but I think are pretty interesting. This is a really harmonically engaging song. Yeah, it's a lot, lot going on there. Yeah, which I... If you're gonna if you're gonna be somewhat vague about issues in a political song, I feel like you can make up for it by making a really harmonically tense and um, unsettled song. Mm -hmm. If the instrumentation and the chord choices, you know, like I feel like that helps. Otherwise, if you're just like grooving and saying stuff sucks, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> why why would you write that song? So anyway, mm -hmm. I think it it makes up for any vagueness. Uh, in the lyrics, you know, so much trouble in the world. All you all you got to do is give a little. So you think you found the solution to what? But it's just another illusion. What are you talking about? You know mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like that's I think more acceptable if uh, you're actually talking about a feeling instead of specific issues, which I think is the point of this song. And you're helping evoke a specific feeling with uh, tense harmonic expectations. That's that's a great way but, of putting it, Cameron. Because like. Yeah. I don't know. There are, there are so many so many songs with vague lyrics that also sort of have a vague feeling or have a yes. uh sort of generic or boring feeling. feeling or boring feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really nice to have the feeling that the song is about be created by the song. Yes. Yeah, it feels actually intentional and I think it um I think it earns like it, it's it makes it feel more trustworthy. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to song two? Yeah. Let's talk about Zimbabwe. Yeah. It's time to get right back into uh, African history with us, your African history experts, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in our exegesis of this song. So right. We gon' fight. We gon' fight. We love to fight. We gon' fight. We gonna fight. We gon' fight. Fight for our So I like uh, those male background vocals. We haven't heard male background vocals in a while. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially low pitched ones. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. We gonna yeah. fight. Yeah, and they will. Um, so just a quick primer on some of the issues that he's talking about here. Um, Zimbabwe uh, used to be called Rhodesia after Cecil Rhodes, 
one of the colonizers oh. from the uh, the British Empire, who uh, as part of the British South African Company, I think was the name of it. They just like basically took over this enormous tract of land north of South Africa, um, and they were they called it Rhodesia, and they had a bunch of colonists arrive and like take all the good soil and start planting stuff. Um, and there was there were some uh, people who fought against the British invaders, um, but they were defeated and. Um, so by, was it the, oof, somewhere around there, I think uh, post-World War II, uh, Zimbabwe declared its, or not, not Zimbabwe, Rhodesia declared its independence from British rule because they wanted more autonomy, uh, basically to set up an apartheid state, sort of like in South Africa. They wanted to make sure that the white minority, which was always less than 8%, uh, if, if a Wikipedia is to be believed, um, but, you know, ran the entire government and had much higher concentration of population in the cities. And, uh, yeah, they basically, at this point, um, there had been a civil war raging between African um, uh, liberation movement folks who were split into two different factions fighting against the white apartheid government, essentially. And uh, at the so there's basically like three sides. There was the government run by white colonizers and then there mm-hmm. were two african liberation movements that also kind of fought each other um what a mess yeah it was a huge mess and then um in 1979 or 1980 i believe so not long after the song was released uh rhodesia the government was formally dissolved and uh instead the african uh liberation movements took over the government and instituted as zimbabwe um they they sort of tried to come together the two african liberation movements that had been fighting each other they tried to come together to have a united government but that kind of uh slid into essentially what seems to be a dictatorship run by one of the leaders of one of those liberation movements who was named Robert Mugabe. Ah, beans. Yeah, so he he's kind of a bad dude, it seems like. Um, but there was a lot of, like... I don't know. There, there was. I think there was a lot of energy um, in the '70s uh, fighting against the apartheid um, government of Rhodesia, sort of like what happened with the apartheid government of South Africa. Um, later in the 1980s, there were like musicians who had refused to go to th- South Africa and would like have benefit concerts against apartheid. And, yeah, and uh, Bob Marley was uh, very anti-apartheid pretty early yeah. on as well. Yeah. In in South Africa specifically. Oh, uh, okay. I actually didn't know that. Um, yeah, there's a little bit about him uh, talking about it at a this like concert in Boston in 1979, I think. Oh, I bet that was really popular with the uh, fucking Boston racists. Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston. Although they probably wouldn't go to a Bob Marley concert in the 70s. I don't know. Um where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so like this is a song protesting the situation in in, in Rhodesia, but he calls it by its its uh more uh uh what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? It's more like he he doesn't dead name the country. De- what He's is trying to like dead name? What does that mean? Uh, that's like what like a trans person has like a new name, but everyone keeps calling them Craig or whatever <laughs> their old name. Oh, that's actually a great uh, metaphor you just said. Okay. Yeah, hopefully it's not too insensitive, but I uh, feel yeah. like there's <laughs> I feel like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're the one who decides. Yeah. Um yeah, he uses <laughs> well. the, the the proper name of of Zimbabwe if it's thought of as an actual African country and not just as a colony yeah. to be exploited by white invaders. Um so yeah, he's he's protesting the situation of what's going on and he's calling for the uh liberation and the um the uh independence of this country of Zimbabwe. And uh, he actually performed this song at the ceremony in which they switched over from the Rhodesian government to the Zimbabwean government. Oh, awesome. In 1980, I believe. I mean, I'm sure it was awesome at the time, but apparently it didn't work out very well, but it's still <laughs> awesome. Yep. Yes, exactly. Uh, power vacuums. Power vacuums, especially in countries that have been completely fucked over by colonization. Yes. <sighs> Jamaica. Yep. Or Zimbabwe. Haiti. Haiti is probably the, uh, the most um, yeah. tragic example of that. Yeah. Anywhere in South America or in the Middle East with USA mm-hmm. interference. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, should we talk about the song? I guess so. Yeah. That was just uh, again. That was uh, a, a pale, dumb asshole uh, tries to remember what he w- read on Wikipedia earlier this afternoon and summarize it into something that can mm-hmm. be said on a podcast. So, thanks for your patience, everybody. I hope that was somewhat enlightening. You definitely don't take my word for it. Check out the articles on your local Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, uh, Wikipedia locally, uh, think globally. Mm-hmm. Mm? No. Hmm. Hmm. So there's some piano in this in a w- that we haven't heard since like the Whalen Whalers, just like straight up uh, boom chuck cording on the piano. Do they really call it boom chucks on a piano, Cameron? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, they might call it something else. <laughs> okay. But it's the you same basic me. idea. <laughs> no, I think they call it something like that. <laughs> okay. Here it is. <laughs> Every man got the right to decide That's another fake out intro too. Like that's yeah. not where you think it's going to go when it starts. There's a quite a few of them on this album. Yeah, cuz it goes uh don't need and you think it's going to go Da, 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 and then start um but it goes where it went instead mm-hmm. so uh that was fun and cute <laughs> not me <laughs> that song <laughs> yes i agree <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh there's a yeah there's a moment in here where the the rap genius.com says that uh that the lyric is so arm in arms with arms will hmm. fight this little struggle which like I thought was like kind of kind of clever, just yeah. saying like, oh, arm in arm, like, you know, like united. But we also we have guns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. But then I was like listening to the actual recording, and I mean, just play it, and we'll see what you think. Okay. So arm in arms with arms, we'll fight this little struggle, cause that's the only way we. I could buy that that's arms. It just uh, sounds like he says charms. Really? If anything, I feel like it sounds like he's put in an, an H, um, which would not be a an unprecedented sort of uh, pronunciation, I think. With harm in arms. I mean, it, it, it kind of sounds like he's saying, so harm in harms with harms will fight this little struggle. Like he kind of aspirates the beginning of the arms a little bit. Uh, let's, hey, let's I take think another... that's more of like a, a vocal technique because like uh, you can either do a glottal stop, you can go arm. Mm-hmm. Or you can aspirate it a little bit, and he kind of does more than a little bit. But maybe he's just saying arm. Yeah. Let's listen to it That again. last one, though, really sounds like charms to me. Really? It totally sounded like harms to me again. I guess let's listen again. So harm in arms with arms We'll fight this little struggle Cause that's the only way we can See, I think he's uh, he's saying uh, Laurel there, um, but it sounds like you're you're thinking he's he's uh, he's saying y- Yanni. Okay, <laughs> that's a timely reference, right? Uh, I think he sounds like he's wearing. Holy shit, that was a, a year and a half ago. What the fuck? And a black and blue. Well, I dress. think it's blue and it? gold. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! That was like a year and a half ago. Time passes too quickly. Oh, so much has happened. I thought it was longer than that. Really? Um, hmm. It still sounds so, like harms to me, but I think what, like, cause he says with harms, I think those, the combination of like the with sound with the aspirated, like harms sound sort of makes it sound like it could be charms a little bit, but I, I still think it's arms. Let's, let's listen one more time. And this time <laughs> let's just not listen to that part, but instead let's listen to the instru- instrumentation. Cause there's a lot of really cool sounds uh, in like the percussion, like there's this like, it sounds like a cowbell, but it sounds like an, like an electrified or like a synthesized cowbell or something. It sounds crazy. From a um, robot that goes, cow. Dip, dip, dip. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just a robot cow with like a normal bell. Cowbot, um, engage bell. Uh, I, I got a fever. <laughs> I got a robot fever. Um, oh, you too? I thought that I was the only one with that fetish. Uh, but, uh, there's also these like little, they sound like little ray guns or something that go pew, pew, pew. Zippity zap, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, block out the parts where he says Laurel or Yanni and, uh, instead listen to the instrumentation. 
Bear. So harm in arms with arms We'll fight this little struggle Cause that's the only way we can overcome Yeah. I, I definitely hear the like ray guns and the sort of like squishy beep, beep, beep. squishy synth um kind of thing. Um but that cowbell, I wonder if that's like synthesized or sampled or something, or if it's just super, super, super tightly con- compressed. Yeah, I suspect maybe that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, to divide and rule could only tear us apart. In every man chest, mm, there beats a heart. Uh, so I think true. this is sort of a, yeah, this is talking about the two uh, African liberation like movements mm-hmm. and saying, like, you guys should fight together. Yeah. Yeah, he, he gets even more explicit in the verse. No more internal power struggle. We come together to overcome the little trouble. Soon we'll find out who is the real revolutionary because I don't want my people to be contrary. Right. Yeah. I also like, uh, is this a, is this supposed to be like a play on words? Like the, the lyric is Natty dread it in a Zimbabwe. And it could sound just like Natty dread in Zimbabwe, but it sounds like they're saying in, in a manner typical of Zimbabwe. In a manner (laughs) typical of Zimbabwe. (laughs) Yeah. Zimbabwe. Yeah. (laughs) You know that that Zimbab uh, way. <laughs> set it up in a Zimbabwe way. Mash it up in a Zimbabwe way. Africans <laughs> liberate Zimbabwe. I so I, I don't I, know if that's intentional, but I thought it was kind of charming. I regardless, doubt it, but I like it, and I okay. <laughs> I hope that it's true. But we'll Nathan never know. Doubts it, and he likes it. I doubt it, but I like it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, good song. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Next one. Uh, top Rankin. Top Rankin. All they want us to do is keep on killing one another. Top Rankin. Top Rankin. Are you So this is a song in which Bob Marley tries to decide which of the Rankin Bass stop motion uh, movies are his favorite. He's trying to he's trying to come up with the top Rankin. Um, and for me, I think it would have to be uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, but uh, he seems to land on uh, Nestor the Long Eared Christmas Donkey. <laughs> That's his favorite Rankin Bass production. That is a real movie that Rankin Bass really made. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Uh, what about um, God? That's really the. F- <laughs> I, I mean, I'm kind of interested in the interested in the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. I know, right? Or Rudolph and Frosty's <laughs> Christmas in July. Like, how is Frosty wow, having a Christmas in July? So many movies. They made so many, and I'm Ooh. looking at their filmography right now. Uh, wow. Yeah, they did. They did a lot. Uh, season 11. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We talked about the movies of Rankin Bass. <laughs> I actually think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is fucking great. Like, it's really weird and really yeah, funny. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, they also and I made... think it's weird and funny on purpose. Yeah, Like, I, I think I they agree. know that it's funny. Yeah. There's there's a lot of, like, odd grotesquerie to, like, Rankin Bass, too, that I kind of appreciate. That you, do, you don't really see, like, in Disney or Pixar productions. You, you got it a little bit with, like, some of the Don Bluth um stuff like there's some pretty frightening yeah but that's just sad <laughs> yeah it's like yeah grief-stricken grotesquery um because rankin bass also made animated uh versions of the hobbit and uh, oh. uh the return of the king actually also flight of dragons and wind in the willows which i think i saw both of those when i was a kid oh wow i watched the wind in the willows yeah for some reason i'd always thought of that as like a disney movie but it's actually uh i guess rankin bass uh yeah, Mr. Mr. Toad, that's his name, right? Uh yeah, uh, his his first name is Toad and uh his his middle name is The and his last name is Wetsprocket. Mr. Toad, I hardly know her Toad. Um so huh. did you ever go on the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland? Still never been. Not since you uh, asked me 3 weeks ago. I've still still have not been. <laughs> Uh, so Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is just like a slow ride, like for kids, slow I guess. Ride. Like in the, you don't take it easy. You don't have to be a certain height. 
but basically you're just you you're just you just steal a car as <laughs> mr toad and you go on a fucking joyride and the cops <laughs> are trying to get you no way and you die and go to hell for being such a shitty being no what i i am serious that is the ride and then it's over it, That's it a ends Disneyland. with you in hell what is this pinocchio yeah. oh boy <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you um they, uh, if you search <laughs> there's a uh, uh Mr. Toad's Wild Ride full ride HD POV. <laughs> you can watch the whole thing. You what can that go about on the ride. Uh yeah. so, wait, someone got <laughs> don't, HPV on Don't the... do Mr. Toad's Wild Ride unless you've been vaccinated. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh should we actually talk about this song, you think? Uh it's basically the same as the last one, right? They don't want to see us unite. All, All they, they want, want us to do, do is keep on fussing and fighting. Fussing and fighting. Call back to fussing and fighting. Yep. They don't want to see us live together. Except All for they- he says fussing instead of foosing, which yeah. I prefer foosing. Foosing. Foosrada. Foosradaing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nerd jinx. Uh-huh. Buy uh, me a monster. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say Mountain Dew Code Red, but uh, I guess monster is fine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to see us live together. All they want to do, uh, all they want us to do, is keep on killing one another. Top ranking, top ranking. Are you skanking? Are you skanking? Um, uh, what is what is top ranking? What is what does he mean by that? It seems like it just comes out of nowhere. I thought he said that before, but just talking about like how uh, well received his music is. Right, but then what is this chorus about? Like, because the the verses seem to be out like these. You know, the forces against us don't want us to. St- don't want to see us unite and come together and like work together and then he just like starts talking about how good his music is and uh, asking if people are dancing to it yeah he just keeps getting distracted are you skanking <laughs> the lights are really bright are you skank are you skanking i can't see hey uh are you skanking hard or hardly skanking how are you ranking are you lord 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 skanking skanking mm-hmm. lord skanking lord skanking my liege <laughs> the lord of skanking and i'll never be skanking skanking <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 i am lord mm-hmm. uh they say uh, the blood I runs I, mm-hmm. I mean i was gonna read more words about this but like i mean it gets like kind of metaphysical uh they say the blood runs and it runs through our line and our hearts hearts of divine and jossam or john sorry saw them coming Ooh, with the truth from an ancient time so that's like that's more of the pan-Africanism, um, sort of like uh, African ancestry, I think. And then the religion of John saw them coming, probably John the Baptist, I guess. I I still don't know to what extent Rastafarianism um, accepts and builds upon like Christian doctrine. So things like John the Baptist, you know. Yeah, hard to say. Yep. And then he says he feels brotherly love and sisterly love. I feel this morning. I feel this morning. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, okay. I got to go soon. And oh. uh, we have seven songs left. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Babylon System, number four. Talking about my freedom. People freedom and liberty. Yeah, we've been on the wine much too long. So this is another similar song about uh, systems of oppression, uh, which you can get from the title Babylon System. Uh, it's about sort of living in Babylon. Um, yeah. Chorus. The chorus has like a really fun and interesting image that I like a lot. Yeah, we've been trotting on the wine press much too long. Rebel, rebel. Which uh, I think that's really cool. Does that um, mean? Does that mean just like squishing grapes with our feet? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, it means like we've been doing free labor yeah. for too long mm-hmm. or underpaid labor. Um, yeah, I think wine wine press is like a particularly good image for that because it's like kind of a luxury good. Um, yes. That just like you know goes to the fancy capitalists right. or owners or whatever. Um, there's also some. He's kind of making what seems to be a sophisticated argument, if I understand it correctly. Uh, he says, "We are what we are. That's the way it's going to be. If you don't know, you can't educate us for no equal opportunity. 
talking about my freedom, people, freedom and liberty. Um, so if he's saying what I think he's saying, he's talking about how, um, what, when people advocate quote unquote equal opportunity, they're usually using it as a straw man to not have to do anything to fix systemic oppression. So you, you you see this a lot in America when people are, um, try uh, participating in like racist arguments about like, Oh, you know, it's a free country. Like black people can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and blah, 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 blah. With, while ignoring completely the systems of oppression that like uh incarcerate them keep them in poverty like the legacy of slavery of redlining um how the black median like uh um like family wealth is like you know in boston it's like eight dollars versus 30 grand something for a white family yeah and all of that presupposes that um that everyone would want to buy into the same system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. E- that's even if you could win at capitalism, not everyone wants to, that's yes. not like what everyone needs or wants. Yeah. Cameron capitalism is sort of like the Kobayashi Maru. Sometimes the winning, the only winning move is to not play. I thought he cheated. Yeah. I mean, I Kirk cheated, I guess, I guess, move. I guess Spock, yeah, which I guess is the, the winning move for capitalism. So it's an even more apt analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Spock is like the stoic socialist where he's like, he's the one who says that the only winning move is not to play. Um, he says that? I think so. I haven't really watched TOS because it seemed to be mostly garbage. <laughs> That's sort of what I thought. I never really <laughs> could get into it. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, grateful for all the young black women who are like s- super inspired by Uhuru. But uh, other than that, it's kind of seems like, fuck that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty deeply sexist from what I understand, which, yeah. Um, verse two, Babylon system is the vampire. Yeah. Sucking the children day by day. Yeah. And my notes. I, I have, have a sound sample of, okay. <laughs> of that that just says, this is an unfortunate sound sample. Yes. Here we go. Sucking the children day by day. Mm-hmm. And all I want to say about that is that I have a note. Uh, addressed to myself in my notes file that simply says in all caps do not make a joke about this okay great (laughs) so that's yeah are you gonna do one of your classic uh and because i'm a good person i'm not going to make the following (laughs) joke (laughs) i think it's sort of implicit in what i just said so i don't know yeah (laughs) i feel like it's already there um yeah yeah let's um let's move on to survival why not let's pick up the pace here we go survival the people suffer in the suffering in every way In every way so fucking cool the way like how anthemic it is Very and it cool. just like builds to the choir sort of like gradually coming in oh boy that's cool this this is an inspiring song it really not is not for me well. but like i mean i'm inspired by proxy <laughs> on behalf of the subjects <laughs> uh-huh, of this song uh-huh. yep um I also like how the intro starts with uh, the background vocalists walking into the studio and uh, they end up, they're just like, there's a bunch of Legos spilled all over the floor of the studio. And so they end up stepping on all the Legos. Oh yeah, I have a... <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's the same joke I was going to make on my sample. Oh, really? <laughs> Were you gonna yeah, say you all- beat me to it and you earned it. Were you, yeah. were you also going to say Legos? Uh, no. Okay. That's that's probably good because that's pretty much the laziest, hackiest thing one could say. Yeah. That's what passes for jokes on this podcast. What's the deal with Legos? Y'all step on these th- dang things? Yeah, they hurt. <laughs> they hurt. bad. Oh, aren't they bad to step on? Ha ha, isn't that funny? Mm. How can you be sitting there telling uh, me that you care, that you care when every time I look around, the people suffer in the suffering in every way, in everywhere? Yeah. Uh, that is what the gen- <laughs> rap genius says it says, but I have a sound sample oh, that oh. might prove otherwise. Oh, from guest vocalist uh, Sh- Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. How can you be sitting there <laughs> telling me that you care? <laughs> Oh, I feel a little bit bad at like laughing at his pronunciation because I'm not sure if it's like his own personal thing or if it's like maybe a feature of the the dialect or whatnot. But I don't know, man. I feel like he just started doing this one album ago. Yeah. 
It's like an affectation. I don't think he... I mean, remember, like, last time when I said that he was, like, Michael Caining? Like, uh, he's doing weird stuff to his S's. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel it's less like bad. Master Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Why do we shit, Master Bruce? <laughs> 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 Um, let's uh, see. Uh, do you think, how, how fast do we need to go? Do you need to skip any songs here? Uh, no, let's just keep, keep moving. Keep moving um, fast. I mean, yeah, th- this song's great. Uh, everyone should actually go listen to it. Um, it's got some good imagery. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Bible references, um, to different survivors in the Bible. Um, I'll go through them real quick. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, were like, what? I said Gazunheit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the best Bible um, humor from 1950 for you. <laughs> they were uh, three, uh, if I remember right, three Hebrew brothers who were like, uh, I think, working in a factory, but like there was just like daily prayer or whatever at the factory where they had to worship an idol and they wouldn't do it. Um, so they were, uh, so they fucking threw them in the furnace. Yep. <laughs> uh, but then they survived cause there was a fourth person in the, in the fire with them. And, uh, it was, uh, it was God or Jesus. If you grew up in a Christian church. Right. Yeah. They're just, or, a, uh, or an angel. I think I've heard some people say they're just like fucking chilling yeah. with an angel inside of a furnace. Chilling. Yeah. So there's that story that they reference. There's also the story about Daniel in the lion's den, a uh, similar kind of situation. I think Pretty they much threw the same. Daniel into a den of lions instead of a furnace of fire. And, uh, God, um, uh, used his God magic to sew their mouths shut. Uh, and everyone knows that the only weapon that lions have is their mouths. <laughs> so, uh, he was unharmed. Yeah, they play the dozens so well. They will like fucking like just open a can of whoop ass on on your mother verbally. They'll fucking burn you, man. You gotta watch out. You don't. Clients are fucking mean. They're mean. You do not want to get in a rap battle with them. They'll hit you where it hurts. They'll fucking drag you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm ready to move on. Kay. I just wanted to mention those yes things yes, yes. since this is turning into a Bible podcast. Uh, apparently, number six, Africa Unite. We are the children of the Africa Unite. children wanna come. Africa Unite. Papa Paya. Yapa. Tidali no popo pudulo. Cameron's reading the lyrics. Stand up banana popo repo. That's what genius lyrics says. The introduction to this song are. Yeah, is do you think that's just scatting, or could those be like actual words in a non-English language? Ah, uh, I think it's scatting. Yeah, I because they've been scooped a duping, and that's true. Um, that whole like trombone uh, scat duet. You know, it just sounds like more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, I hope so, <laughs> for my sake. <laughs> Cameron, yeah, it, it is It is really all about you. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Africa Unite, because we're moving right out of Babylon, and we're going to our father's land. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty, like... Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeehaw. It's a cowboy <laughs> anthem about uh, returning to Africa after the diaspora. Yeah. Um, yeah it's and he's he's calling for like an african unity um which if if that meant like a political governmental unity would probably be pretty hard to achieve but uh if we're talking like a more abstract like spiritual unity would be uh probably more feasible um but it's not like this is a song about the practicalities of (laughs) uniting an entire continent he's just trying to extol the uh the principle of of African or was it pan-African uh I mean I mean Haile Selassie was involved in some of that like he I think he founded mm. the African Union mm. something like that man I kind of want to read more about African history like most of the classes I took were pretty they didn't Eurocentric. teach me any African history yeah they didn't teach me like fucking shit I mean we talked about Ibn Battuta they a little barely bit. taught me like African-American history <laughs> right honestly yeah <laughs> yeah I got very little of it. Even in, I, I took AP world history and I got so little about Africa. 
I think we talked about what's that one? Um, is it the Malawi Empire? There was like one empire that was pretty um, prominent in like the 1400s or something. But hmm. that's about it. How good and ple- how pleasant it would be before God and man to see the unification of all Africa. I don't think he forces the rhyme there, but you could force it and say before God and man to see the unification of all Africans. <laughs> Basketball <laughs> is my favorite sport. <laughs> I love the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> yeah. You could totally read those lyrics in that cadence. As it's been said already, let it be done. We are the children of the Rastaman. We are the children of the Ayaman. That doesn't work quite as well. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're grooving to our father's land. Yeah. How good and pleasant it um, would be. Are you thinking of Mali? Oh, that's it. That's it. Because Malawi's on the other side of Africa. Yeah. And hey. What? Sorry, my cat's scratching up the couch. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. Fucking bad roommate. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> you sharpen your claws on the on the cardboard like you're supposed to. You're right. I was thinking of the Mali Empire. Yes. The and- Dogon people, super advanced mm-hmm. in certain ways. Um, and they still exist to this day. Hmm. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah. Africa let's Unite? About, yeah. Let's talk about one drop. So I thought, just based on the title before I had uh, listened to the song, I thought it might be about the one drop rule, which was a uh, legal principle in America, deeply, deeply racist, um, that categorized anyone who had any African ancestry as a, uh, as like a subclass of, as, well, categorize anyone with any African ancestry as an African American and thus the subclass of of person um but it is not about that it is in fact about the reggae rhythm that is called the one drop and you can hear it in this song yeah you know i've been i've heard that a lot about about this rhythm you know and uh carlos was talking about this rhythm as well Mm -hmm. but i didn't actually know what it was but now i'm looking at a wikipedia article and it looks like the main difference is where the bass drum lands in in the measure Mm -hmm. and uh um, basically, the bass drum lands on on the offbeat with the snare instead of alternating. So, like um, in a typical rock beat, you have the the hi hat going, and then you have the the bass drum going boom, and then the snare right after it, snare bass snare bass snare while that of the of the hi hat is going on, but. And all of these uh, tablatures of the drum beats, it's different versions of the bass and snare going together and nothing being on the uh, on the downbeat on the one or the three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that is really interesting. I never detected that when I was listening. Um, maybe because there was just other stuff on the downbeat, I guess. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's a cool sound. Yeah. And uh I didn't you, know what I was listening to. Yeah. And if 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 you want to get like really into the to the one drop and stuff, there are YouTube drumming explanations that go into it. Um which I uh I think I watched one at some point. Um but I am not a drummer and so I uh didn't get too much I mean I, I got some out of it, but I don't remember it super well. So this is uh basically saying it this is talking about the the political power of the one drop, which I think is kind of cool. Like it's taking this, like this thing that, you know, maybe inherently doesn't have any power, but talking about like the effect that it's had, I think kind of similarly to relaxing, like revolutionary relaxing, like in songs like, uh, um, Kaya or, um, other songs about weed. Like this is kind of like, has a similar effect. Like this is saying, uh, yeah, this is the beat to our whole deal right like to our whole revolution so and i uh i think as an extra like point of pride like i guess this beat was developed by uh what's his name uh the other barrett carlton uh, i think it's carlton yeah so who is in the the whalers he's got a very famous dance uh-huh. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's like a little a little love letter. Yeah, I like it. And it's, yeah. yeah, like I said, like, sorry, like you said, it is uh, sort of inherently political to talk about leisure and relaxation. Oh, uh, my family's here. And ah. within a couple minutes, there, <laughs> there's just going to be a lot of noise. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, maybe we should we should call it unless you have anything else to to mention about the rest of these songs. Um, I think that might be it. Let me just uh, review my notes. I, yeah, I know we've been trying to talk about every song, but I actually don't have very much to say about the rest of them. It was pretty front loaded for me in the typical LP on an album kind of fashion. Like mm-hmm. it seemed, I don't think that's just me. I think it's like in most of these uh, songs that were originally for a record, like the A side has the most stuff of substance, at least to me. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the next yeah. song, which is called Ride Natty Ride, is sort of about the Natty Dread character and uh, glorifying him. After that, there's a song called Ambush in the Night, which appears to be about uh, the assassination attempt on Bob Marley's life. Right. And then there is a inspirational song called Wake Up and Live. Um, so those are the, the final three songs. Um, so y'all can check uh, that out. Much, 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 uh, better, m- much better received than his controversial song, go to sleep and die. Oh boy. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we'll call it there. Next week is 1980 Uprising, which is the last album released while Bob Marley was alive. Until next week, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can email us at email at boxset.website, but uh, you can also go on our Discord where everyone's just chilling out and having a fun party and uh, uh, jamming to the one drop. Um, The link will be in the show notes. If you could write us a review on iTunes or smash those stars, that would be great. And if you want us to keep making the show, you can support us directly by going to support.boxset.website to uh, give to our Patreon. Um, And this... As part of our uh, uh, our Patreon, we produce a little weekly mini podcast called What's in the Box Weekly. And uh, this week, I talked about the Java programming language because I'm a fucking dumbass dweebazoid nerd. And uh, Cameron talked about like some rocks or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. He's uh, making pizza on top of rocks or something weird like that. Okay, my son's about to come up and oh shit, smash oh shit. this doorbell. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, it's also unlocked. listen to cameras on the podcast. Get up in the cool. And, yeah, uh, please do. Yep. Until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and Cowbot Engage Bell. And I've been Cameron Dewitt. I'm going to go get uh, vaccinated uh, and go on uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride again. <laughs> <laughs> vaccinated because of HPV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know how you're always going down on Mr. Tim on that ride? I just love his lust for life and, and cars. I'm mm-hmm. always giving Mr. Toad roadhead. <laughs> Toadhead. Can't finish without him. Oh, God. What have <laughs> okay, we done? I gotta go. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>